So we discussed this shloka in the previous class. Samaloshrashma Kanchanaha. Krishna told how it is of prime importance in yoga practice to control the mind. Control mind is friend and uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy. And when a person becomes a yogi, how do we understand? So as soon as a person is connected to the absolute truth, immediately he understands, oh, this is illusion, what I was perceiving as reality. Thus, pebble, stones or gold, it is all the same for that person. Or whatever is perceived as gold, uh, some scholarly achievements and great physical strength or amassing huge fame or anything which is considered very, very valuable. A devotee or a yogi, he does not give any value to it. It is all the same for a person, anything of this material world. The water of the dream, the pebble of the dream, the gold of the dream, it's all the same. Similarly, the yogi realizes the dreamlike situation of this temporary material world. It is uh, not hallucination, but it is temporary. So it is just like a dream. Anything which is temporary is a dream. So it regards he regards everything as same. So this is also needing some spiritual advancement, but there is another elevated stage. And what is that? That Krishna explains. We will see now in today's verse. Text number nine. Surin Mitrari Udasina. Lord Krishna is mentioning. Surin Mitrari Udasina Madhyastadveshya Bandhushu Sadhushvapicha Papeshu Samabuddhri Vishishyate. Surit means your well-wisher. And what kind of well-wisher? Very sincere well-wisher. Krishna tells Suhridam Sarvabhutanam. Do not think I am an autocrat, a dictator, but Suhridam Sarvabhutanam. I am the best well-wisher. And there is Mitra. Mitra means benefactor, a good friend. So friends are of various categories. Somebody can be just an official friend. And, uh, you know, sometimes such friends indulge in doing wrong activities also together. He's that kind of friend for his gratification. And there is official friendship. You do it for business purpose or various other reasons. But then Surit is the friend who can even chastise you, scold you or beat you for your benefit. That is called Velvisha. Surin Mitrari Udasina. A person is said to be still further advanced when he regards all the honest well-wisher, friends and enemies, the envious, the pious, the sinner, and those who are indifferent and impartial with an equal mind. So we all have experience of such category of people. We understand somebody is my well-wisher. The parents may scold the child and may sometimes give some punishment to the child. But all that so-called suffering which is imparted by the parents is because they are surit, they are well-wishers for their children. And then there are some friends and then there are some enemies who are going to inflict some trouble upon you. Madhyastha dveshya bandhusu, there are some people who are mediators who are neutral. Some countries neutral towards uh, some countries, some countries are envious. 
in a similar fashion we have experienced some people are friendly to us some are envious and some are neutral some people are sadhushu, very, very pious, always do good works. And there are some papi, sinners. So we have different reaction towards this different category of people. So I was speaking to one devotee yesterday. He was uh, expressing his concern that how he is not able to have such a vision for his boss who is behaving very, very in a biased fashion in office. And he is creating so much trouble for the poor devotee. He has been in depression for some time. So we have different behavior. Somebody is not very good uh, with us. Then we also don't feel good about him or her. Somebody is very good. We like to be in company of such people. Enemies we want to defeat or kill. And friends we want to keep, we want to increase. If somebody is neutral to us, we will be also neutral to them. Sadhushu, people who are pious, good people, we want their, uh, we have good uh, feelings for them. People who are sinners, doing wrong activities, crime, we have ill feelings for them. But these are not the characteristics of a yogi. Samabuddhir Visheshyate. Samabuddhi means he is having equal disposition towards all. A person is said to be still further advanced. One level of advancement is he's seeing stone, gold, pebbles at the same level. But then a person is still further advanced when he regards all honest well-wisher, friends and enemies, the envious, the pious, the sinner, and those who are indifferent and impartial with an equal mind. So we all are suffering not so much because our needs are not being met, but we are suffering because the other person is more expert in making the needs meet than us. So this is called competitive spirit. So this entire competition is actually killing us day and night. And it is pushing us so much into hard work and thus making all of us restless and making our lives troublesome. So why this is happening? And we talk of big, big things, isn't it? A society which is creating competition left and right. And the parents which are forcing their children to score best in the competition. And till death he has to face competition and competition is increasing. The exams are increasing. The frequency is increasing. So we want a society having a lot of competition. And then we tell, oh, we should have love. We should have friendship. We should have brotherhood. And again, people have no common sense that these both things are not compatible together. How you can have love and competition at the same time? How you can have brotherhood and competition at the same time? If I love somebody, if I love my brother, if I, if I, mother does not compete with child for the limited food that is there in the house, mother will offer all the food to the child and mother or the parents would stay hungry. If there is limited money, they would like their children to be well-dressed, but they can tolerate somehow. So this is called love. But in society, do we do like that? Oh, there is only one... Uh, a position available. Oh, my friend, you're also competing. I'm also competing. Let me pull out from exam. You please get my seat. It is very nice. No, we compete. And not just we compete. When other person is able to have or do better than us, then our heart burns like anything. This burning of heart is creating all the problems. So we want competition and we want love. So that is not possible. 
So the basic cause of our problem is, Srila Prabhupada always pointed out, is our lack of Krishna consciousness. It is not that any third person can put us into difficulty. No, we do not have Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness means, I see I have my phone and there is one camera in the phone. Or oh, this phone has been made by somebody. Camera has been made by somebody. Cannot develop automatically. This wonderful machine is there having wonderful camera. Somebody has made this also. So he is creator. He is the proprietor. We are all coming from him. We are his parts and parcels. So everyone is relative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So in that sense, we are all brothers and sisters. So how can I be envious of part and parcel of Krishna? I cannot love a person and hurt any of his limbs. In a similar fashion, if I am hurting anybody, I am envious of anybody. It means I am envious of Krishna. So this Krishna consciousness is not there. Thus, there is so much competitive spirit in the society and the hearts are burning. And this competitive spirit is the cause of all troubles. So that is why love is not possible here in the society where there is a lot of competition. So you may ask, oh, is there anybody who practices all these principles? It appears just like a theory. It may appear like a theory when our hearts are sinking deep in this mire of competitive atmosphere. Otherwise, there are many great examples. The example is that of Haridas Thakur. Example is that of uh, Jesus Christ and all such great devotees. So the two uh, constables were there. They were given the task of beating Haridas Thakur to death. And just imagine if somebody is trying his level best to kill you, and how much uh, hatred, envy, curses will come from our heart. And pure devotee, nobody can harm Krishna's pure devotee. So Haridas Thakur, when he was in danger, he, these people were coming and attacking and uh, trying, to, trying their level best to kill him. But Haridas Thakur was such an advanced devotee. His desire... He was having such a strong desire to protect these constables. He was knowing that Krishna will not leave them. So he was, when he was being beaten in the market, intense prayer in the heart was when we are being beaten in such a situation, if we are, we would pray, Krishna, please save me, kill these people. But he was praying, Krishna, please save these people. Please save these people. Please do not do any harm to them. And he was playing, he was playing the role of their well-wisher. Similarly, Jesus Christ was praying for the good of those people who prosecuted him. So despite all the persecutions, all the wrongdoings, all the enmity, the devotee of the Lord, a real yogi, he's treating everyone with an impartial mind. He sees everyone as intimate relative, intimate friend. But yes, the behavior should be according to the body. Uh, I understand that everyone is part and parcel of Krishna, but somebody is in snake's body, so I should maintain distance. But I always remain their well-wisher. I always pray for the well-being of snake, even though snake may bite me. I always pray for the well-being of all the living entities. The other living entity may curse me, may praise me, may criticize me, or be non-different towards me. So this is possible only with a yogi. So just see this position of yoga is so nice. 
So if the entire society starts practicing yoga, how nice would be the consciousness? Everyone becomes well-wisher of every other person. Or let the society not become. We will be situated in such a situation where nobody can disturb us. Somebody is trying to curse us, kill us, attack us. We'll be completely undisturbed and in bliss. This is very advanced platform of yoga. And it is not that it is only theory. Otherwise, Bhagavad Gita would not have been spoken just before this Kali Yoga. So Bhagavad Gita has been kindly given to us so that we also can reach this platform. This is real competition. So this competition is totally waste of time where you try to become very famous, very advanced, collecting money. So this is not going to fetch us anything. We leave everything, again start the cycle in animal form, bird form, worm form, or maybe in some heavy, uh, in some heavenly planet, having some devta body. But this is all of temporary returns. So this is real competition. I should work hard to come to this platform. This is very much possible in all the ages. Different yoga practices are mentioned for different ages. And in Kali Yoga, a very simple process which we all practice, the chanting of the holy names is mentioned. However, this stage we have to aspire to attain. And I should see how much every day I'm progressing to achieve this consciousness that I'm able to deal with everyone with an equal mind. Now, people are, you know, celebrating that 21st June it is, I think, Yoga Day, International Yoga Day. And uh, they think, yes, now we are going to do yoga. Whole world is doing yoga. Krishna does no, please stop, stop. Just see, there are few elements. Ashtanga Yoga, there are eight elements. And before you start doing any breathing exercise or asanas or XYZ, first of all, understand Yama and Niyama. Yama means these things you should not do. Prescription and proscription. To treat a patient, both things are given by the doctor. In a similar fashion, Yogi yunjit satatam atmanam lahasi sthitaha Ekakiyat chittatma nirashira parigraha Krishna is telling, a transcendentalist should always try to concentrate his mind on the Supreme Self. He should live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind. He should be free from the desires and feelings of possessiveness. Before we start doing yoga, these do's and don'ts are important. You do this uh, practice, dhyana, asana, pranayam, pratyahar, sitting anywhere. It is not possible. No success will be attained. So what is required? Yogi Junjita. Junjita means must concentrate in Krishna consciousness. How? Satatam constantly. Srila Prabhupada explains very beautifully in the purport. Krishna is realized in different degrees as Brahma Paramatma and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna consciousness means concisely to be always engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. But those who are attached to the impersonal Brahm or the localized super soul are also partially Krishna conscious because impersonal Brahm is the spiritual ray of Krishna and super soul is the all-pervading partial expansion of Krishna. Thus, the impersonalist and the meditator are also indirectly Krishna conscious. A directly Krishna conscious person is the topmost transcendentalist because such a devotee knows what is meant by Brahm or Paramatma. His knowledge of the absolute truth is perfect, whereas the impersonalist and the meditative yogi are imperfectly Krishna conscious. So here it is being explained 
Yogi Yunjita Satatam, the first line. A yogi should always concentrate in Krishna consciousness. So what is Krishna consciousness? It means it is realized in three degrees, Brahma, Paramatma and Bhagavan. Krishna has continuous energy emanating from his body. That is called Brahma Jyoti. So some people are concentrating on that Brahma Jyoti and their aim is to go and mix in that Brahma Jyoti. They are so much fed up of this material life. They tell, no, no, I do not want to enjoy anymore this life. So their aim is just to focus and whatever your consciousness is at the time of death, next life you take that birth. If you are thinking about Brahma Jyoti always, meditating on that, then you go and merge in Brahma Jyoti. So they don't, don't, don't want to take any more birth. They are called Mumukshu. And then Paramatma, people who are still further advanced, they understand this Brahma Jyoti light is coming from a person. And that person is present in our heart. This is higher realization. So first level people, they only understand this world, entire world is illusory. And there is no happiness here. So as long as you live here, you would suffer. So go and merge in Brahma Jyoti. And when you are further advanced, you understand, no, this entire Brahma Jyoti, entire world is coming from a person and that person is situated in our heart. And then they try to discover that person in the heart and try to merge in the person that is called Paramatma Vadis. And then those people who are still further advanced, they understand the God who is reflected in all our hearts, who is present. All these forms are expanding from one supreme person. He is called Bhagavan. Bhagavan means, Bhag means opulence. Shannam Bhag Itingana Parashar Muni Vedvyasa's father has defined. There are six kinds of opulences which attract others towards oneself. If a person is very wise, if a person is very rich, if a person is very, very strong, if a person is having very good looks, or if a person is very great renunciant, these are the things which are very, very attractive. Bhagwan, Van means possessor. Balwan who possesses strength. Bhagwan who possesses opulences. So the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not some... That is why people should think. Why Bhagwan is called Bhagwan? What is the meaning of this name? And they tell Bhagwan means only light. It means they do not even have basic understanding of Sanskrit. So if at all you call the Absolute Truth Bhagwan then you should understand Bhagavan means one who possesses Bhag. Bhag means opulences. Somebody is possessing beauty. This is one opulence. Somebody is possessing so much of wealth. That is another opulence. Somebody is possessing renunciation, detachment from his possessions. So these are all personal traits, personal features. Somebody is having opulence of knowledge. He is very, very wise. And they are having opulence of strength. All these six opulences, when a person has in completion, he is called Bhagavan. Shannam Bhag Itingana. Ashwarya Samagrasya Viryasya Yashasa Shriya. Gyan Vairagya Yashchayeva Sannam Bhag Itingana. This is described by Parashar Muni, father of Vedavyas. So some very rare people understand this Lord of the heart is also coming from, expanding from that personality who is full of six opulences. Very beautiful, very strong, very wise, very much detached from the entire creation what he has created. He is called Bhagavan and the devotees are able to realize Bhagavan. So Krishna consciousness actually means always engaged in transcendental loving service of Bhagavan. 
but not everyone can do that can realize that so some are attached to brahma jyoti and some are attached to parmatma so they are also krishna conscious but partially not completely krishna conscious if somebody is seeing sunlight he is also seeing the sun <coughs> because sunlight is coming from sun but he is not directly seeing the sun but whatever it is in this shloka yogi yunjit satatam whether you are gyan yogi aiming for merging in brahma jyoti you are uh, ashtang yogi you are willing to merge in parmatma or you are bhakti yogi want to remain engaged in loving service of krishna whatever you are yogi yunjita satatam in next paragraph prabhupada is explaining you can see on the screen nevertheless all of these are instructed here with to be constantly engaged in their particular pursuits so that they may come to the highest perfection sooner or later so this is the first condition when you are engaged in yoga you should be constantly engaged in it satatam so somebody asked bhakti siddhant saraswati maharaj that uh, bhakti siddhant prabhupa spiritual master that bhakti siddhant maharaj uh, do we always have to chant hari krishna maha mantra so maharaj replied so the instruction of bhagavad gita satatam kirtayanto mam leaves no scope for speculation so in ninth chapter verse number 14 lord krishna mentions satatam kirtayanto mam if people ask where in bhagavad gita it is written you chant the holy names please open chapter number 9 and verse number 14 and show it on their face see here it is mentioned you ask them where is your method recommended they may quote some verses from sankhyoga or chapters like that but they don't quote the complete bhagavad gita because whatever we are reading now all the do's and don'ts this process of ashtanga yoga arjun will reject at the end of sixth chapter and then krishna will tell arjun it is all right this yoga is not possible you are already best yogi whatever you are doing so these instructions are given just that we can understand when arjuna could not follow how can we follow so that is why there is very nice reference in the most confidential knowledge chapter number 9 this instruction is given satatam satatam means always keep on chanting the names of krishna 24 hours so this should be our it is very very tough that is uh, that everyone understands but nevertheless it is our aspiration and we should try to attain that platform 24 hours engagement so any kind of yoga wish you wish to perform people think oh i practice yoga every day 2 hours or maybe 4 hours and they think oh i'll achieve perfection of yoga by practicing this my entire life no sir it is not possible because you are not following yam niyam first of all you have to understand constantly any kind of practice a person should be constantly engaged and then sooner or later he may attain perfection but no other material engagement just yoga yoga and yoga day in and day out a person has to perform satatam the first business of a transcendentalist is to keep the mind always of krishna and then how clearly prabhupada is mentioning one should always think of krishna and not forget him even for a moment we understand what is a moment isn't it so no few moments i could not remember krishna no then we will not attain perfection when the mind is completely absorbed in krishna that a person does not forget krishna even for a moment then swarupa siddhi then a person understands i am and not just understands he sees that i am the soul within the body what is my real position what is my relation with krishna this position position is revealed when a person is not forgetting krishna even for a moment 
so that is why human life is a rare opportunity it should be so some freedom we have in human form of life if i want i can lift my hand take it left and right i can sit stand walk or talk this much freedom i have but i do not have freedom how many hours days or years i am going to continue here any time it can stop i do not have control over many big diseases that may come suddenly paralysis can come mucus can choke up my throat i can die so that moment i do not have control so whatever control i have been given i should plan my life routine my day in such a fashion that i should not forget krishna even for a single moment concentration of the mind on the supreme is called samadhi or trance in order to concentrate the mind one should always remain now next krishna is mentioning first of all krishna has mentioned please understand yoga you have to perform constantly you want to focus on brahma jyoti you do not have knowledge of krishna constantly you should focus on meditate on brahma jyoti you cannot think of uh, uh, bhagwan but you have knowledge of parmatma constantly focus on parmatma within the heart and if you have knowledge of krishna constantly chant his name engage in his service but constant thing is important now if a person has understood this thing then everything all the concomitant conditions they follow automatically which are those conditions rahasi sitah ekaki yat chittatma now in order to concentrate the mind when you can have concentration that is the people go to library for studying why because that is suitable place one should remain always remain in seclusion and avoid disturbance by external objects he should be very careful to accept favorable and reject unfavorable conditions that affect his realization so one should avoid disturbance by external objects ekaki rahasi sthir rahasi rahasi means he should remain in a secluded place so if i am sitting in my house and i am doing yoga so that is not possible that is why everyone would leave the house and they would go to jungle and in seclusion it is very very important and there also a person should remain alone no disturbance should be there by anything external and you have controlled your senses but sense objects are more powerful than the senses that is why we see we have heard in the history many yogis they followed very nice brahmacharya they are there in the jungle but then indra gets scared oh they may become they are doing so much tapasya they may become qualified to take my position so he is not willing to help them advance in their tapasya so all these positions which we have now in this life it is because of tapasya which we have executed now or in previous lives so when the apsaras they come heavenly beauties the rishis they get disturbed so because krishna has mentioned in second chapter the sense object is more powerful than the senses so that is why please go away from this place and go to the jungle go to the mountains where there is no scope of scope of being disturbed by the sense objects and some rishis like sobhari muni or the prachetas they would go and meditate deep within the water we will die within the water but these sages are so advanced algae and so many other uh, plantations have come up on their body but he is just sitting there inside and meditating so to perfect spiritual life so much such great tapasya is required it is not easy because krishna has created this illusion how we can think that i am not the body this world is temporary no krishna has created this illusion that the world appears to be real and we feel that i am this body because obviously we wanted 
So now we have to show with determination. Now I want to understand reality. So to understand this reality, it is not easy. Lot of tapasya was required within the water. They would keep sitting for many, many days and years altogether. So ultimately, the conclusion is because I have to focus constantly on Krishna. Therefore, nothing should disturb me. So going to a secluded place is very, very important. It cannot be performed in cities or villages or home. No, it is not possible. And one should be very careful to accept favorable and reject unfavorable conditions that affect his realization. We choose things which are good for body. We try to avoid things which are not good for the body. That should not be the criteria. We should choose things which are good for concentrating my mind upon Krishna. As I explained before, when Prabhupada's factory was collapsing and Prabhupada had, an, I think, some assignment in Madhya Pradesh for preaching. And uh, then his son is calling, Father, please come here. Our factory is collapsing. So he's calling, no, son, you please come here. There is a very nice opportunity for preaching. So Prabhupada saw that this is the preaching opportunity, time to, an opportunity to focus the mind completely on Krishna. So this should be chosen. So therefore, we should choose things whenever you want to make any decision. Don't think, oh, uh, foreign land is so nice. Let me go to foreign. Let me have a lot of money. And then uh, I'll make my children also study abroad. And then it would be so nice. We would be happy. So if you are planning happiness in this world, first of all, this concept should be removed because Krishna has declared this world is full of Dukkha. So if anybody is trying to search Sukha here, he or she, they are mad persons. When Krishna has labeled this Dukkha, we should stop trying to become happy in this world because that is not possible. God has designed this world as Dukhalayam, a house of miseries. So wherever we go and the more we forget God, the more we are absorbed in this house of miseries. So happiness is not possible in that way. So therefore our planning should be, oh, where should I go? Where is it possible to think of Krishna always? In this way, choose your location. Always choose a location where you can have very nice association of devotees and engagement in the service of Krishna. Choose a profession which does not give you so much name, fame, money that you may forget Krishna. Name, fame, money, everything is acceptable provided it is there which can help us to remember Krishna very, very nicely. We are not against anything that uh, Rupa Goswami is explaining next as I'll come to it. So, and in perfect determination, he should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness. So, first of all, the condition is satatam. Always you have to focus. To focus on Krishna always, you should not rahasi sthitaha. You should be there in a secluded place. And then, Nirashi aparigraha. Nirashi means a person should not have material desires. Should not hanker after unnecessary material things. Now, Prabhu, what is the definition of necessary? I need at least one Mercedes, one BMW, one Land Rover is also okay. <laughs> ah, so this is my necessity actually. No. So what is my necessity? Anything which is required for keeping body and soul together. That is called necessity. If by taking this new car, your soul leaves the body, then please take the car. If by taking that promotion or acquiring that business or getting that new film role or project, your soul is leaving the body, then please take these things. 
but otherwise if soul is willing to remain in the body then we should not be hankering after such things because they are unnecessary the soul should be kept in body that much endeavor we should do in life and then rest of the balanced time we should save for krishna consciousness so nirashi a person should be free from material desires which are unnecessary not required for keeping body and soul together and why because aparigraha when you acquire anything material then you get feeling of possessiveness that is why bhakti sadan maharaj would tell please do not possess a house because house is a very strong entanglement and attachment that's why old people they are not able to leave their house even though everyone has died in the family and the people are living away they cannot go live with uh, the relatives so much attached to the house so just see how spiritualist conception of life is totally different from that of materialist and there is example of such uh, uh, consciousness there was one sage he was having a very very long life uh, how long his life was people tell uh, if i remember correctly as many hairs are there on the body of uh, cow or something these many kalpas he will live what is kalpa one kalpa is a day of brahma one day of brahma means sahasra yuga paryantam ahar yad brahmano vidu 1000 yugas 1000 yuga means it is uh, one yuga is 44 lakh years 44 lakh years into 1000 years is one day of brahma and this call one kalpa and how many hairs are there on the body of cow these many kalpas the person is going to live so 44 lakh years into 1000 into number of hairs that you count so that was the life span of this great sage and this this great sage was without any hermitage without any cottage he was just roaming on the bank of the river or like that and then some of his disciples they thought to oh, let us have at least a satvik kutia small kutir straw hut for our spiritual master he is roaming here and there he is having such a long life so when they started constructing he told what are you doing why you are wasting time what is this no no uh, we think that you are not having even a shelter for yourself so you are having such a long life please accept this offering he told are you foolish we are here for a very very short time we are eternal beings so why should we waste any moment in achieving something temporary so all this is not required please do not do that so just see what is a consciousness he is going to spend millions and trillions of years and then he does not want any shelter for himself that is why the sanyasis so they are not supposed to stay the typical sanyasis in the vedic culture under the same tree the second night one night you have stayed under a tree next like next night you should sleep under a different tree because this material nature is so designed we get entangled to anything and everything we'll feel attachment for the tree or oh, this is my tree i am comfortable sleeping under this tree only so that is why this feeling of possessiveness is very very strong anything i use i start feeling it is mine so yogi should be completely free or oh, whatever money i am having it is not mine if i am living in some house this is not mine 
if i am having some people around me as relatives they are not mine everything everybody belongs to krishna but this consciousness is not easy a devotee can have this consciousness so that is why others they are not supposed to have any possession at all as soon as you possess you will feel possessiveness so live alone in secluded place do not have any uh, material desires which are unnecessary <clears throat> and a person should be completely free from possessiveness all these perfections and precautions are perfectly executed when one is directly in krishna consciousness because direct krishna consciousness means self abnegation wherein there is very little chance for material possessiveness so shila rup goswami he characterizes krishna consciousness in this way so all these things which we have discussed it is perfectly executed only by a devotee only by a person who is person who is perfectly krishna conscious because if an ordinary yogi he is telling oh i am leaving my family i am leaving my house leaving my kingdom and i am going to jungle so he is committing two mistakes in such an attempt one mistake is that he thinks that this kingdom belongs to me so i am leaving now i am walking out i am leaving this money belonged to me so i have left the money this family belonged to me so i have left it so this is wrong in the first place that these things belong to you ever only when something belongs to you you can leave it so that is why those people who are leaving they are also in illusion when bali maharaj after offering entire universe to krishna then he offered himself because he thought there are two things in the world property and the proprietor so this entire property krishna has taken now i am offering myself krishna please take me also so from an ordinary vision it appears to be a an amazing thing oh, he has offered his entire kingdom whole universe and he has offered himself also very nice but his wife he offers very wonderful prayers to vamandev and he tells how ignorant foolish my husband is he is telling that a uh, property proprietor both belong to you he is thinking still that he is uh, the proprietor of this entire kingdom or universe and thus he is telling he has the audacity to offer himself feeling that he is the proprietor so this is ignorance so that is why there is the first mistake when you leave anything that something is belonging to me i oh when did it belong to you sir you are thinking that it is belonging to you that is an illusion and another mistake is there when you are going and sitting in forest or on a mountain uh so does it mean mountain belong to you that you are using mountain for your practices you are drinking water from the river does it mean river water belong to you that you are using it so these are the two mistakes so that is why the vedas mention very beautifully what is perfect renunciation what is perfect non possessiveness rup goswami chatane mahaprabhu immediate disciples and very very advanced and powerful yogi who would sleep just for one one and a half hours maximum two hours at night every night would sleep under different tree just 500 years ago they were present in vrindavan they are the founders of uh, the vrindavan that we see now anasaktasya vishayan yatharam upyunjata nirbandha krishna sambandhe yuktam vairagyam uchyate what is yukta vairagya right renunciation anasaktasya vishayan when one is not attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relation to krishna one is rightly situated above possessiveness 
on the other hand one who rejects everything without knowledge of his relationship to krishna is not as complete in his, in his renunciation although that is also good but that is not completion of renunciation he is not having perfect knowledge that everything belongs to krishna so therefore a krishna conscious person well knows that everything belongs to krishna and thus he is always free from the feelings of personal possession so as such he has no hankering for anything on his own personal account he knows how to accept things in favor of krishna consciousness and how to reject things unfavorable to krishna consciousness so that is why devotee he can very nicely live in a family if it is required for service of krishna and if that is botheration in the service of krishna then he can eat everything just like pandavas they accepted everything they accepted opulences which a yogi would never accept they are afraid they don't touch money maya and maya they will start calling but uh, arjuna he got an entire mountain of wealth for krishna they were dealing in all these riches and power and all these things which can contaminate a yogi but they were living among uh, great opulence among many many wives and among many associates uh, much property because by the virtue of being in krishna consciousness they accepted everything for the service of krishna and as soon as arjuna brought the news yudhishthir maharaj got to know their worshipable lord he has left the planet then immediately without caring a fig a bit of what will happen to our kingdom what will happen to my relatives in this thing immediately they walked out not they he walked out yudhishthir maharaj walked out and he did not care my brothers are there somebody is there i am what what is going to he walked out and then he was walking out other brother so he is walking out yes this is the way we should also walk out in this way everyone started walking out so they are there for the service of krishna when krishna service is not required then they may not accept the things so this is the mood of a devotee he always accept things when it is required for krishna service and they reject something which is taking them away from krishna consciousness which is not required so this is called the best yoga so very very difficult the yama niyama itself is so difficult no possessiveness no material desires go alone in a secluded place constant engagement in yoga 24 hours that is why some people ask prabhu is that meditation good or not uh, 2 days 3 days i was completely silent or 10 15 days sometimes up to a month i was silent and this thing but then are you able to do it satatam constantly no we cannot do it then you will never achieve success in yoga satatam is is required but krishna consciousness is so nice it can be executed satatam 24 hours in wakefulness and even in sleep then further do's and don'ts so uh, these do's and don'ts uh, were common for all the yogis now because krishna is specifically mentioning ashtanga yoga now in this chapter some specific instructions are given shuchau deshe pratishthapy sthiram asanam atmanah सात्विक not alone crematorium is also secluded no not crematorium you should go to a shuchau to a pure place satvik place mountains jungles 
you should go to a secluded place and should lay kusha grass kushottaram on the ground and chaila jina cover it with a deer skin and a soft cloths uh, the deer skin is used because it produces some smell which keeps all the insects and reptiles away so they don't disturb the yogi the seed should neither be nati uchritam nati neecham should not be too high not too low and should be situated in sacred place shuchaudeshe that we saw the yogi should then sit on it very firmly so some people tell oh, i'll follow aghoris and learn yoga from them please understand they are not yogis it should be shuchaudeshe they are tamasic worshippers of ghosts and other spirits very very materialist so yogi me shuchau clean place then yogi should sit on it very firmly sthiram asanam not that shaky sometimes here sometimes that people cannot sit even firmly for few moments how this yoga would be possible sit on it very firmly and should practice yoga by controlling mind and senses purifying the heart and fixing the mind on one point shila prabhupada explains sacred place which audesha refers to places of pilgrimage in india the yogis the transcendentalist all the devotees all leave home and reside in sacred places such as prayag mathura vrindavan rishikesh and haridwar in solitude practice yoga where the sacred rivers like the yamuna and ganges flow so leaving home is a compulsory situation for following yoga here we can very clearly see and further in the coming verses also lord krishna mentions but often this is not possible especially for westerners the so called yoga societies in big cities may be successful in earning material benefit but they are not at all suitable for the actual practice of yoga cities you cannot do it so one who is not self control whose mind is not undisturbed cannot practice meditation so uh, you must be wondering how this is possible how we can leave house family and go there and do all these things so that is why in brahman nardiya puran and uh, kali santaran upanishad and many other places the same thing is mentioned hare ram hare ram hare ram ev kevalam kalau nastev 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 gati anyatha please find another such shloka for any other spiritual practices so anybody who is teaching us some vedic mantra traditional vedic spiritual practices of yoga dhyana kriya pranayama making spiritual life success kindly ask him or her a reference they will utterly be utterly fail to produce any single reference there is no reference if you want to believe in shastras any scripture the vedas then there is no other way you can clearly see in this shloka in this age of quarrel and hypocrisy the only means of deliverance is chanting the holy names of the lord three times it is mentioned hare naam ev kevalam and three times negation is there kalau kalyu means in kaliyuga in other yugas yes it is possible there are many bona fide ways but in kaliyuga nastev 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 there is no other way there is no other way there is no other way it is clearly being hare naam hare naam chanting the holy names of hari is the only way there is no other way so wherever we are situated we can remain situated in that place and just there are some yama and niyama for uh, chanting the holy name also which we have discussed in the class we'll keep on discussing following those rules and regulations we have to just engage in chanting the hari krishna the chanting the chanting the holy names of lord so very very intimidating yama and niyama for ashtanga yoga so that is why it is best not to open that yoga mat because we are not going to have any success at all by doing that yoga and there are some more intimidating but very very important uh, practices 
for Ashtanga Yoga, which we are going to see in the next class.